it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello, that would be me, Marty. I don't dye my hair, Miller. This week on the radio, I was accused of dyeing my hair. Oh. The insults. Now, it's not that I have a problem with anyone who dyes their hair, you'll understand. It's just, I don't. And when people tell me, ah, you're old now, man, you must be dying it to keep it looking... I don't! I swear on my children's life. I don't. Let's get back into the history. We're looking at the week of October 9th until 13th. Oh my God, it's made it to the podcast. I said I wasn't upset about this. Clearly I am. I don't die it. I don't. Oh God, I don't. I need a time out. So what went on this week gone by in the world of music history, huh? Well, we should be saying once again, happy birthday to John Lennon, who seemed to love his last few years. And I really get off on that. And people occasionally people ask for autograph or just want to shake hands is the coolest one that happens. Zepp fans in 1980 were saying goodbye to drummer John Bonham. But it was a million miles from the industry that made and perhaps destroyed him. And it was the beach forevermore for Janis Joplin in 1970. Janis Joplin was spending $200 a day on heroin. Let's go through this week in music history in less than 10 minutes. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. In 1969, for the first time in the history of the show, the BBC's Top of the Pops said, no way will we air the number one song this week because it happened to be this and they all thought it was a bit bluey-like. Je t'aime, je t'aime, oui je t'aime. 1973, meanwhile, Elvis Presley and Priscilla were divorcing after six years of marriage. Priscilla was awarded property, 725 grand in cash and $4,200 a month support. Four grand a month in 1973. I just kind of followed, you know, what he did. I mean, you lived his life. You honestly didn't have your own life. You lived his life. You saw the movies he wanted to see. You listened to the music he listened to. You go to places that he would go. So you you really kind of lost yourself. My considerations were his considerations. My fears were his fears. My mm. likes were his likes. And I did not divorce him because I didn't love him. He was the love of my life, truly. If anything, I left because, and I still loved him. I needed to find out what the world was like, really. It was one world. It was this week in 1985 that John Lennon should have been celebrating his 45th birthday. And it was this week that Yoko Ono formally opened a three and a half acre space at Strawberry Fields in New York's Central Park. John loved his last few years in New York. One of my biggest kicks is just going out to eat or going to the movies, you know, and doing things I couldn't do when I was, you know, in the middle of the Beatles stuff. And I really get off on that. And people occasionally people ask for autograph or just want to shake hands is the coolest one that happens, which is cool with me. And uh, I'm just known enough to keep my ego floating, but unknown enough to get around, which is nice. Did you know that it was in 1902, maybe you play one to this day, but the Gibson Mandolin Guitar Company was formed? an original Gibson mandolin there. In 1969, prog rock was king and King Crimson arrived with their debut album in the Court of the Crimson King. For the Court of the Crimson 
was this week in 1980 that the funeral took place of Led Zeppelin's drummer John Bonham. He was found dead at Jimmy Page's house after inhaling, sadly, his own vomit after lashing back vodka. The rumour was that it was 40 shots in four hours. He was just 32 years of age. The service was at the tiny 13th century Paris church at Cutmill Green near Kidderminster, less than a mile from the star's luxury farm home. But it was a million miles from the industry that made and perhaps destroyed him. Apart from the other members of the band, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant and John Paul Jones, it was just family and friends who packed the church for the quarter-hour service. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1990 this week, drummer Dave Grohl played his first ever gig with Nirvana when they played live. Here he is... High-powered celeb divorce this week, this time 2009, when 54-year-old Joe Wood, wife of Rolling Stone Ronnie Wood, was granted a divorce. Here's Joe on, well, what she realised became freedom. It made me grow up and it made me become independent and and pay my own bills and look mm. after myself, you know, yeah, and I, yeah. I hadn't done any of that ever, so I thought... I'm going to get out there. So I started going clubbing with my friend Michael and, yeah. and just got out and, and yeah. got over it that way. I went to see this guy. I, I went and did, uh, saw a talk and this guy said, uh, by forgiving somebody, you break away from them mm-hmm. and, um, and by holding on to resentment and mm-hmm. hate, you keep that with you. So by the forgiveness, you let go of all of that and you're free of it. This week in 1974, Blondie played at CBGB's in New York under the name Blondie for the first time ever. How did the name come about? Well, whenever Debbie Harry was walking down the street in New York, apparently truck drivers would call, Hey, Blondie! Hence the name of the band. Staying in New York in 1978 while living at the Chelsea Hotel in New York City, Sex Pistol, Sid Vicious called the police to say that somebody (coughs) had stabbed his girlfriend, Nancy. He was arrested and charged with murder. But he refused to respond to any of the reporter's questions and shoved persistent microphones out of his path. The grand jury will decide whether or not to indict Vicious for murder. If he is indicted, the case moves to the Supreme Court for further action. Are you having fun at the moment? Are you kidding? I'm not having fun at all. Where would you like to be? Under the ground. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. This week in 2021, Chieftain Paddy Maloney died at the age of 83. He played on all 44 of the Chieftain's albums and appeared on recording sessions for Don Henley, Sting, Gary Moore and Paul McCartney. Break the bravest in the If it was 1970, last week we'd have heard that Janis Joplin had died. This week, she'd be scattered on a beach in Marin County in California. Janis Joplin was spending $200 a day on heroin. They were just waiting for the day they'd get that phone call. 
1984, U2 scored their second UK number one album. The album was Unforgettable Fire. Oh, this was on it, and it's gorgeous. And the trees are stripped of all they wear. Finally, going back on his word, in 2008, Ringo Starr decided he would no longer be signing anything for anyone. But remember, even The Simpsons had him say, They took the time to write me, and I don't care if it takes me another 20 years. I'm going to answer every one of them. And then in real life online, he posted this. Peace and love, peace and love. I want to tell you, please, after the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, Anyway, peace and love, peace and love. And that is a look at this week in music history. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for checking out the podcast. We do it daily on the radio and every week then the podcast comes out a week in less than 10 minutes. This one has been the 9th to the 13th of October. My name is Marty Miller. Thanks a lot for listening. This Week in Music History, the podcast.